Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. This is Paul Peluso, the editor of Officer Magazine, and you're listening to the Officer Roll Call Podcast. How's it going? And um, I'm, I'm joined today by Frank Borelli, the editorial director of Officer Media Group. Hey, Frank, how's your day going? Morning, Paul. You know, it's a sunny day. And as we record oh, yeah. this for the folks that aren't listening uh, or that don't understand how this works, Hurricane Ian went through Florida a, a few days ago and Florida is yes. still recovering. And then he traveled out to Hawaii, came back in. And now where I am in the mid-Atlantic region, we actually have our first sunny day in about a week. So it's made it an absolutely beautiful morning. Yeah, down where I'm at in Tampa, we luckily... Um, missed the brunt of hurricane Ian, but, uh, but it has cooled off here a little bit and now it's going to heat back up again. Cause that's what it does in Florida, but, uh, <laughs> but no, it hasn't been too bad. Um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about computers and software and the October issue of officer magazine, um, our special section focused on computers and software. And we had a total of four, uh, articles that, that focused on different, different types of, uh, computers and and software that that's used in the field and um so the first one we talked about is um software to track your fleet and to track gear um carried and used by officers on patrol and the the other ones we talked about deal with mobile technology secure messaging and and data um for for an agency so let's first talk about the tracking uh it's titled tracking your fleet and so i spoke to um to two members of the colorado department of public safety um the chief administrative officer uh, kevin rance and the director of logics um, services mike o'neill and they worked with um a company called uh, NewGov um, that basically they created um software that they could use to track uh vehicles track the you know basically who the officer that has the vehicle the life cycle of the vehicle and all that equipment um that's within the vehicle and um in the past you know it it was very archaic system that they had that it was a lot of spreadsheets and different things that that they would use to track all of this information and so this um this software allows them to have basically a one-stop shop, um, a place to go to track all of this and put all the data in there. Um, and the cool thing about this is, you know, NewGov, um, the company that they kind of spun off of uh, called NavJoy, based in Colorado, and they worked with the, uh, the uh, Colorado Department of Transportation and did something similar with them. But when they decided to uh, get into the public safety sector, they worked directly with the Colorado um, Department of Public Safety. And so they ended up being able to kind of um, mold this software to what they needed to their needs. So it, it really worked out well for them. And now they're like uh, spinning out to other agencies uh, around the country and they're, they're going to be able to put their own kind of mark on the software and, and, and go from there. Um, so Frank, I, I guess if you want to talk about the importance of asset management for uh, law enforcement agencies, and I, I guess some of the, 
issues that agencies may have had in the past and where technology is kind of helping them now? Well, you know, when you think about it, um, asset management really only matters to the people who have to answer to higher ups about it. And that yeah. seems like a very cynical thing to say. But when you have a chief of police, he has to be able to account for everything in a budget. And part of that budget is uh, what's going to need to be replaced, what's going to be surplused out, so on and so forth. And the guy that's your fleet manager or your team of people who are your fleet manager, they have to answer up their chain of command. And it can certainly get tedious. And like you said, it used to be a lot of spreadsheets. And I'm old enough to remember when it was a whole lot of paper. And uh, it, it absolutely matters when you're looking at life cycle and you have to track it. Um, you know, it's, it's everybody can relate to the fact that you're only going to get so many miles on a, say, a set of tires on a car. But how many people actually track that? I mean, with a, with a police vehicle, with a patrol vehicle and the amount that they get driven, especially when you take into consideration inclement weather and or pursuit conditions, you really have to know when those tires are due for replacement and make sure it happens in a timely fashion. And that's just one example of the tiny minutiae that have to be tracked and taken care of. Um, it is interesting to me that some people, some agencies track their, their vehicles uh, usage and life cycle by miles and others uh, specifically like the FAA police, they track it by hours on the engine um, and consumables are just consumables, but it, it's very, very important to track all that stuff. And the, the new tools that they have today really are helpful for those who have to deal with it. Great. Um, let's talk about the, the next article um, within the special section is about mobile technology and officer safety. And for this one, I spoke to uh, Mark Claycomb, um, who is a retired commander from the Melbourne Police Department in Florida, who's uh, now with Panasonic Connect as their business um, development manager. And basically talk to me about a, a lot of the solutions that Pan Panasonic has, um, but also talked about how those solutions help officers uh, become more mobile on the job and have more uh, awareness on the job. Um, and, and also about uh, how the introduction of 5G is really going to, you know, in, in increase the efficiency um, for some of these officers and, and also uh, just make everything work, you know, faster, uh, really, uh, with, you know, the, the tough books that they have and a lot of the, um, the ability to, to switch around the, uh, the format of, say, the... Um, the add-ons within, say, a laptop, like switching out a DVD player for biometrics, um, you know, technology has really played a big role in um, in increasing what departments can do with uh, with the hardware. Now, uh, I know we talked, we we had talked a lot about um, the software, and we did in in the uh, magazine as well. But uh, but the hardware is really changing as well. So if you want to talk. Frank, about how, you know, how the hardware has changed, how these computers have really uh, evolved. Well, you know, again, I hate to give away my age, but I was around when yeah. this, this effort kind of started and they were using ruggedized tablets with separate keyboards and uh, just getting into uh, digital transmission and, and data control and all that. And we've come a long way. Um, I, the industry itself, and you mentioned Panasonic Toughbook and being able to switch out pieces of hardware, the industry itself has realized that technology evolves a lot faster than budgets do. So 
you know, the average agency can't afford to replace every mobile uh, computer, every laptop, every ruggedized laptop every year. You just, there's no way you can do that in the budget. But if your agency has an evolving need and you have a modular system, so to speak, that you can change out that DVD player for biometrics or for a, a, a barcode reader or for whatever it might be, um, then you have a more budget manageable flexibility year to year with that technology. And it should really help agencies keep up um, and, and be able to leverage the evolution of tech. And it, it seems to accelerate all the time, um, but absolutely necessary. Um, you know, we talk about the data and, and making officers more aware, 5G and the fast, you know, the more increased speed of the connectivity. For an officer who's, as an example, pulling a traffic stop, um, it is uh, very valuable. There's no way to put a price tag on it. It's very valuable to know if you're walking up on a car where, you know, you've got a 75-year-old woman who she's got her expiration or she's got her registration sticker in her glove box and she forgot to put it on her tag and she's not really committed a crime. She just forgot to put it on her tag and she's going to be uh, apologetic and, and you're going to be helpful. That's one scenario versus um, a car with expired registration, even though it's showing a good tag because that good tag is stolen, uh, being driven by a guy who's wanted for three armed robberies and he's got priors for aggravated assault or attempted murder. That's a whole different traffic stop and the data available, the uh, artificial intelligence behind it that does the data mining and gives the alerts, absolutely invaluable and going to increase in capability with the speed and amount of data that can be transmitted. So it's really good stuff. Great. And um, so third article that we covered, um, secure messaging for public safety. So th this is a fairly new uh, thing with, within law enforcement that, uh, you know, when, when you went from you know, emails to the department, uh, yeah, everything was trans transmitted over radio, of course, but a lot of emails are shared and then even off duty and text messages are shared now. Um, social media is used, but a lot of that isn't secure. And in a state like, say, Texas, uh, that we talked about in the article, um, they passed a law requiring um, government officials, government agencies to basically uh, keep all of this um, information and have it all, you know, timestamped and, and uh, collected and, and to have a record. So for police departments, um, especially for when it comes to evidence, uh, having something that's secure and something that isn't, um, you know, on, on officer cell phones that it's housed in the cloud it is important. And, um, the former police chief of Fort Worth, Texas, Jeff Halstead, um, owns a company called Evertel, um, which you know created this app that allows departments to uh, to share information um, securely. And the app itself uh, houses all of the data. It, it's not you know it doesn't uh, put the data on the officers' phones. Therefore, the phones aren't you know uh, used as part of evidence. And one of the um, one of the main departments that has been using this has been the Haltom City uh, Police Department in Texas, and um, their chief uh, Cody Phillips spoke to us about how instrumental this has been, and how really they went from you know 
emails, text chains, everything to being able to use this app for especially very big incidents. Um, just a couple months ago, they had three officers who were wounded in the shooting and being able to share that information uh, with this staff, you know, which hospitals they were at, uh, what, what kind of things they needed, support for the officers' families. They were able to do this on the app. So even off-duty officers were able to receive that information. Um, and they've also been able to use it for, uh, you know, homicide investigations, uh, gang investigations, and different task force. Um, and, they, you know, they've really had a lot of luck with it so far. So, Frank, if you can talk about, you know, the, the, basically the pitfalls that departments have when it comes to things like, you know, using text message on duty and trying to reach officers off duty even, um, how has that evolved? And, you know, do you think apps such as Evertel could uh, could help? Well, I think apps for such as Evertel are very valuable to the agency themselves. Um, you know, the re reality of life is that every officer is in a situation at some point where they don't want their agency to find them off duty. They're on vacation. Um, they're out with their wife for an anniversary evening. Uh, it's date night with their new girlfriend or boyfriend they don't want their cell phone ringing in the agency getting a hold of them they don't want the text message they don't whatever it is um it, it, and that's just a reality and every agency ought to accept that but if you're going to have on your personal cell phone conversations relating to your work uh, that have spe you know specifically to do with cases outlooks comments about evidence um yeah. suspects whatever that all becomes potentially evidence. And, and with the virtual world, it's interesting that we qualify all evidence as data. Um, when you look at a crime scene, you have photographic evidence, you have DNA evidence, you have you know, measured evidence, you have all these different kinds of evidence that are available, but everything in the virtual world is just data. And at some point, we're going to have to qualify it a little bit better than that. And I think apps like Evertel are probably the first step towards being able to do that, but I, it's, it's going to be a good thing for agencies to use. So the last thing I wanted to touch on here is the article uh, titled harnessing data for law enforcement. So we talked to uh, um, a rep from um, cop logic solutions, uh, Lexus, Nexus cop logic solutions, Roy Mahler. He's a VP of uh, client engagement, um, but he has been very involved with law enforcement agencies in collecting crash data. Um, over the past, I think it's been almost 30 years or so. Um, and basically how what he has done has evolved and what CopLogic Solutions has evolved into from collecting you know, data for insurance companies from, from crashes, from um, law enforcement agencies to now really using that data to keep um, officers safe, to keep the public safe, and to basically provide um, law enforcement with a better picture of, you know, where these crashes are happening um, and some of the best tactics on how to um, decrease areas of, uh, of concern and also how to speed up um, the transfer of data um, on duty. So, Frank, if you can just briefly talk about, um, you know, the need for data and the need for data for officers on the street when it comes to uh, crash investigations. 
you know, I'm, I'm waiting for predictive policing to get to the point where um, we, we had, there was a movie called Minority Report and Tom Cruise was a police officer yeah. who got alerted to crimes before they get, get committed or got committed. Um, predictive policing based on data, if it's mined properly, um, can really do wonderful things projecting where you need coverage and, and things like that, where you need a, a greater level of manpower, uh, <clears throat> where you might be seeing an increase in particular types of crime. And that's a very powerful tool. Um, when you look at things like uh, cop logic uh, from LexisNexis, they, they, the use of data combined with artificial intelligence is going to grow within law enforcement, and we absolutely have to embrace it at whatever level an agency can afford and is is, is practical. And that's going to be very different from the five-man agency to the 30,000-man agency, but absolutely invaluable tool when it comes to reducing crime. Great, Frank. Well, I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in to this episode of the Officer Roll Call podcast. As always, if you have any questions, anything you want to add to the conversation, you can reach out to us at editors at officer.com. That's editors at officer.com. Is there anything you wanted to add, Frank? No, sir. I think that covers it. Hey, well, thanks for everyone uh, for joining us and uh, keep an eye out for the next episode of the Officer Roll Call podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Officer Roll Call. Be sure to check back every two weeks for a new episode. Stay safe.